John 3, verses 16 to 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his, his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Amen. Romans 8, verses 28 to 39. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. More than conquerors. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one that condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness, or danger, or sword. As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. My talk today is on salvation. The title for today is simple one word. Saved. It's about salvation today. Um, Which is why the first reading is probably one of the most well-known readings we're ever going to have. Except I always put, if I can, verse 17 as well there. I'm going to ask you to put it back on the screen again and read it from this if you like. But if you're right there, it's Andy. That's John 3, 16 to 17. I've got it here. <laughs> 
For God so loved the world. Let's read this aloud. This is a good one. They're all good. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. That's the big picture. This is the biggest ever rescue plan. It's not just the rescue of mankind. He says, For God did not send his son into the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believed him shall not perish have eternal life. For God did not so love, sent his son into the world to, not to condemn the world, but to save the world. He's not talking, save us. He's not talking about, he says, the son was sent not to condemn the world, but to save the world. This is a saving of creation. Jesus died and Jesus came back to life again to save creation. To save us as part of that creation. It's a big picture. Also, we read it there. For God saw the world. John, this is from John's Gospel. John, the disciple that Jesus loved. John, one of the twelve. John looks after his mum the rest of her life. This is John's Gospel. These words are not John's words. These words are Jesus' words. This is when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. Just beforehand, Nicodemus says, so how can I be born again? It's in the same package. It's in those inverted commas. Those, those words are part of words that John heard Jesus say. talking about himself it is a big package it is the big picture to it I'll talk about being saved is not a feeling we have being saved is not an emotional response it's not tears in your eyes because of a good song being saved is not an emotional response being saved isn't that thing? You know you are saved. It's knowing we're saved. Knowing that God loves us enough to suffer for us, that He cares, that He wants us, that we matter. And many of us can reflect sometimes in our lives, in our walk with Jesus, when we know that this is so. In our best times, I think, I know I'm saved. Saved today, saved tomorrow, saved when I shuffle up this mortal coil, saved that I am saved. We know that we are saved. And when we don't know, when we have problems, when we have doubts, when we have fears, when it gets black, we have to look back in the times when we knew that that was the case. Because what happened then, happens now. So hold on to the places that when we're feeling dark, 
We know we felt that then, that we are saved. It is not an emotional response. It is a thing. We've been looking at the church in, uh, in our group at the uh, book of Ephesians. Here's a common one. We all know this passage. It's a cracking book of Ephesians. It's only about eight verses long, eight chapters long. Not very big. Chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. This is the armor of God. I'm not going to go through and listen. This is not a sermon about the armor of God. But at 17, Paul says, Take up the helmet of salvation. It is an helmet of salvation. It is something to look after our head. It is head thing. Get, out, get this feeling in your mind. It is not an emotion. It's not a feeling, not fuzzy feelings. It is real. You know you are saved. Or you remember you knew you were saved if you feel a bit down. Now, talking about being saved, as we were singing in the script a few weeks back, it's also a bit like being salvaged. I've been in a salvage yard. Being salvaged. When our lives on earth are healed and made better. Sometimes even the seemingly impossible personal situations are saved by his love. Now, last month, it's nothing personal for me. Though I remember this because, you know, I am old. It may strike you as surprising. I'm 58 years old. I'm 59. Shock, all right. I'm something like 16 months of being 60. Wow, where'd that go? But last month, it was the 50th anniversary of a very special thing I can remember watching on television. If some could dim lights, we've got a video clip in a minute. Uh, I've set the scene for you. This is January 1967. One of the national heroes is making an incredible attempt. He's going to try and drive a boat at 300 miles an hour across a lake. 300 miles an hour across a lake. It is, I say boat, it's about 20 foot long. It's got a whacking big jet engine in the back. It's clinging onto the front for dear life. It comes up on a sort of these planes thing and goes across the constant lake at 300 miles an hour. The guy's called Donald Campbell. He's broken several records before. He's broken a water speed record a few times. He broke the land speed record a few times. He wants the big one. He wants to try and get over 300 miles an hour on a stretch of water. His dad was a record uh, breaker. I think his dad died doing this. And, he had, and his personal relationship with Donald Campbell, he never really got on with his dad. His dad didn't really want much time for him. And Donald was also a very superstitious character. He never had green. He never thought of 13 was a number at all. And he always very much a superstitious character. This is a film of his record-breaking attempt. Can someone turn the lights off for us? was destroyed. 
remember seeing that on television. I was seven years old. Oh, all right, six, seven, I'll be nine. Nine years old, eight to nine years old, probably eight at the time, January, be eight years old. It shocked us. But you know, he made, that's his second run. His first run, he was actually there. He sure took a bit of time over it, but no, never mind. Foot down, I'm down, woof, let's go for this. He actually got to about 326 miles an hour. He didn't break the record because he didn't manage it over the, over the measured mile. He died, surprisingly. He can't operate in bolts like that, up to the miles down, crash like that, and survive. Can you have the photographs, please? That's the bloke. That's Donald Campbell. No, no, it's not suicide, it's just very, very adventurous. He didn't mean to die, you know, Ben. <laughs> That's Donald Campbell. That's Donald Campbell a few years earlier in one of his happier moments. That wasn't the time of the crash. So, that was 1967. They found his, the, the, the wreckage shortly afterwards. They didn't find Donald Campbell for years. They never lifted wreckage during the time. But, at the turn of the century, about the year 2000 or so, there was a plan to raise it. Come on the next slide, please. And that guy was one of the team who raised it. That's the back end of Bluebird. Now, Don Campbell's seat would have been somewhere in the front. All right? He also, at the same time, he found Donald Campbell. Donald Campbell was lifted up. Donald Campbell's body was recovered. And he's buried. So it's not in the bottom of the coast of lake. Well, most of is. Some parts isn't. But he's brought back. That guy called Bill Smith. Well, that's a great name, Bill Smith. And that's what he is. And Bill Smith set up an organization to rebuild the boat. Next slide, please. There he is. The mission is to salvage Bluebird. Well, it's not going to be put in a display in wrecks. What they're trying to do is rebuild it. What they're trying to do, they spent the last 15 years doing it so far, it's a slow process, is rebuild the boat. For they want Bluebird to sail again. Not at 300 miles an hour, I expect. I think it wants to get to about 60, 70 miles an hour so Bluebird flies again. Thanks for calling. They don't want to break any records. It will never be the boat it was. But when God salvages us, we're always superior to the original. He doesn't just fix us, he fixes us good and proper. Our second reading. And I'll go through this rather than the screen. I'll go through this. I'll second read him. First part in uh, 29. It says, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. 
those he justified, he also glorified. I was talking to Van, this Van mentioned justified the other day. And when she was beginning to be Christian, the word justified makes it sound like, well, I'm justified. I'm right. That seemed a bit of a weird thing to say. And she was reading a book one time, I described what justified also means. It's not just being, you be feeling right. Justified means that we are fixed and made right. It's as if we're a badly fitting shelf that slopes. Now, anybody who knows my do-it-yourself skills will know what kind of job I would do with putting a shelf up. You know, was, we've been married about 25 years, and Van asked me one time, says, what do you want for your birthday present? She said to me, I want a cordless power drill. Because it's a waste of time waiting for you to put a shelf up. No, she, she knows me too well. We've been married 35 years now. So I've got a cordless power drill. It's a good drill. But, you know, cordless power drill with a bow. I'm useless at putting drills up, or putting shelves up. Useless. My sort of shelf would be the ones that you see sliding down. So if you put something down, you can roll a coin down the shelf, you know. You can always tell when I put a shelf up, but the amount of, you know, filler that's got in for a bad drilling hose in it. <laughs> but God puts a shelf up on its level. It's perfect. God takes us. God is, is a God who, who puts that lump of clay onto the potter's wheel and turns it. And if it isn't going right, he says, I take it out again and I make it better than it was. God justifies us. When God salvages us from ourselves, he makes us better than we ever could think we was. I will look at the... Um, Again, looking at Romans 8. For God so loved us that he saved us, and nothing can separate us from him. If you look at Romans 8, 37 to 39, read it out again. Eh? This is Romans 8, 37 to 39. Knowing all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in our creation will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul's word that got me wasn't the great poetic masterpiece of it. It's a beautiful passage. Right at 38, he says, For I am convinced. This isn't a salvation feeling of God says Paul. This is factual. I am convinced that God's love will not be separated from me. That there's nothing, demons, angels, heights, lows, time, past, nothing that can separate me from him. I am convinced. That always got me, Darius. I am convinced this is. Salvation, Everything being saved being saved is sometimes almost tangible, something physical we can think of times in our life when we felt unsaved we felt a bit need a bit of salvation here and it's really helped and God said to us I love you and I care for you and I save you and I'm saving you now and it really just brings us back home 
But I have another video clip to give you an image of saving. Now, believe me this one. None of you are going to watch this video clip and afterwards not be crying. All right? That is terrible, isn't it? Eh? The cat being rescued. And it's real. And there's also important stuff that the, um, you know, would you believe that the fire service in the UK now carry a special mask for pets? So they can, re- they can do that now. You can imagine fire service carrying a little pet mask for dogs and cats. Our God's love for us is as big and better than that. Our God's love for us is that we can take time out from, from running a universe to look after our special little needs for what we're feeling that day. Our God's salvation for us, it can take time out to give us a hug. Time out to make things right. Time out to remind us who we are in him. Remind us. Christ who died, more than that, he was raised to life for us. Be aware of our salvation. It's a real thing. We are saved. Nothing will separate us from his love for us, then, now, and forever. His is a love that can move mountains.